Shapiro Blickenhaus presents. This was my first film with Shapiro and Universal Studios. I met them at Cannes, 1990. Through, at the time, was my distributor in Canada, Jeff Sackman. So he introduced me to those guys. I gave them the idea. They saw Black Pearls. They said, what else can you do better? So I told them about the scripts I have. The next one, Tiger Claws. And that's how this thing came apart. Came to, that's how this thing came together. Now this footage we shot in New York as a second unit. Curtis Peterson, myself, and a couple of other guys, we went down. Reed Dennison was there. This is shot in Toronto, this part. As for this part, it was shot in Toronto. And it was actually the first scene that we shot. For this idea of the drummer, we actually, I saw a drummer in New York like this on the side of the road, so I figured, hey, looked good. And the musician Varouj managed to incorporate it into the theme. As for this actor, I don't remember his name anymore, just... He was a hustler a little bit, I gave him the job, I could do it, I could do it. He didn't do a bad job. He didn't expect Cynthia to be a good martial artist the way she is, to fight like she fights. The director was Kelly Macon. Kelly Macon was actually quite artistic and uh, he loved martial art and to him it was really fun to do the project, at least he saw it that way. And Kelly Macon, he did, uh, he used to do comedy more than anything before that.
sergeant's approval. I need the 25,000, or my cover will be blown. Why don't you take me out for lunch, and then I'll see if I can get the sergeant to change his mind. I'd love to. But not today. Maybe next week. Working with Cynthia on this was actually a pleasure at the time. She did a great job on this film, and uh, she was excited to do something as equal lead. And she's a star. I mean, she came from Hong Kong with a lot of knowledge. She actually knew what she was doing. Going to Hong Kong and working in there, it was immense experience for her. This location is literally, at the time, was in Toronto, downtown Toronto, by the port and the marinas. Today, it doesn't exist with the property the way it is. Wait a minute, tough guy. time we had no digital effects so really we had to do everything as squibs or actual shots and blanks and blowing actual windows person that was playing against me is actually a stuntman. He's not a martial artist and uh, he did a great job. I've used him many other times just you know his face was covered. The whole idea of Tiger Claws as a movie, it came out during workout. One of my students, as they're watching, we were talking already about films, and it was a bit of a hot day, and it was a bit dusty, and strips of lights were coming from the window, and with the dust we're creating as we're working out and the class is going, and doing the uh, forms, it just, we start thinking more and more of the look that we need. 
But at the time, in the beginning of the 90s, it was really important to have the police story, important to have the gunplay, so nobody wanted to do just martial art. My initial thought was martial art, but here, as you see, after a gunfight, after an explosion. <laughs> it's a huge explosion. It's a lot harder today to do those. But we'll, we've been working on it. Until now, we see only action gunplay, but really, my intention was to get to the spirit of martial art. And it took a while to get into it. It took a while to get into it. You almost got us killed. We needed him alive. Do you realize what you've done? I'll have you suspended for interfering in this investigation. I had everything under control until you guys showed up. Forget it, Terrence. Nice try, but not this time. You're taking a fall on this one. We'll see about that. And there you go, Mr. Bill Pickles. He's a wonderful master. He has his own way of doing things. And we told him we could use uh, just, you know, sugar glass, uh, not real glass for this. He said, no, I want the real thing. And uh, none of the actresses wanted to do this. So he, he actually got his girlfriend at the time to do it. I think she was a stripper. But uh, she was game. She trusted him. And she had a nice body. We needed that. And this wasn't acting. He actually cut her with it while he's blindfolded. What you just seen is martial arts at its best. She stayed there like a bridge. And Bill actually didn't have to act much for this role. He's a little bit like that. Super martial artist. Now, this is our, actually our real director, the guy who's pretending to direct the video. And the wardrobe lady is there too, that's... So, uh, the actual crew, we're crew here. She was wonderful. I still have that trophy, it's one of my trophies, so funny. Now initially we shot that actually 
we see who's killing him or who's ripping his throat. We said, you know, somebody was saying, like, let's not waste this guy. We have a big name, let's show him. But we were thinking more like, why not do it like Jaws, where we don't see Jaws till a little bit later. And I think it worked. Eventually we did introduce our killer. And it worked out fine. This was more of an effective shot than if we would have seen the guy. Like I'm quite thankful for Kelly Macon, the director, he did a great job. Stephen Munder did a great job. And uh, this was really a product of love. For the police chief, somehow he seems out of the, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it was a homage to all the cheeky police chiefs that keep yelling all the time. And he got into that role and did it that way. A bit of overacting sometimes, but uh, it was fun. It worked out. He kept the same character right through. him so he's he panicked a bit but he gave the right reaction you know enough to get him moving we shot a lot of other scenes that's more martial artsy to start the film and Cynthia training we never released that footage uh, I don't know still in warehouse somewhere in my warehouse like there is at least another 20 minutes of this film that no one has seen.
appreciate the opportunity to work on this case, Sergeant. You won't be disappointed. Not flying solo yet. What do you mean? You did a terrific job on that other case, but I don't want you working on this alone. I know a detective in Vite. He's an expert in this martial arts stuff. I want you two working together. Who is it? This building at the time we rented on Front Street, then it became a lot of a production house. The whole area now is full of studios. We were looking for a boat, then we find this couple and they were friends of friends. So we got them a hotel for the weekend and we rented their boat, paid them for it. It's a nice boat. As for the car, that's my own car, so we don't have to spend money on it. This is, uh, it was shot in the bluffs in uh, east of Toronto after, uh, I think around Scarborough area. going with those boxes I carried them put them down but I guess I see I, I needed to seem busy for the crew in that reflecting window, I don't see them. So I guess Curtis knew what he was doing.
This is Dave Stevenson. He was with us at Sifu Mochao's club. Again, using a lot of my trophies in there. That's all that we have. And that's Harold Howard over there. No, that's Howard Green over there, sorry. That's Howard Green here, see his back. I used him in many films. He was in Talons, he was in TC2000. I always find my friends something, literally most of them, you always find them everywhere. Something about Dave Stevenson, many people don't know. He actually worked for me in the jewelry place for a while. When he was uh, when I f at Mochao as a student, so he needed a job as a first job. So he worked for me delivering jewelry and gems to stores before I moved to film business. Again, we did not show the killer. I mean, we actually discussed the scene quite a bit before we do it because of the light. I mean, it's like the whole question was, why is it dark while the police are all over the place talking to people? So, I mean, you know, when we pan up, shouldn't the room be empty and then the police walking in? Why were they talking in the dark? But it was more dramatic that way. For a second, seems I'm the killer. Classic New York police look. This is the first time we reveal our master. Curtis Peterson did a great job with the candle lighting. It took forever to build it, set it up. And uh, 
it works. I think it's an iconic scene for Bolo. This is a New York Chinatown, and uh, it does have its own look. It's different than others. Where do we start? I don't know exactly. You mean you dragged me all the way? Uh, you know, San Francisco has a look. Toronto Chinatown has a look, and New York has a different look. I mean, they all share something, but really, if you know them, you know. The moment you see it, you know if you're there or not. So the first shot was New York, but this shot now, it's not. This is New York. We were just stopping random people and asking them questions, whatever it is. They were not actors, that's for sure. We actually asked them for a Kung Fu club with the tiger claws. <laughs> so here we're mixing actually shots between Toronto and New York. He was interesting looking with one eye and he at least showed us somewhere, pointed something. This is Toronto. Rixu doing his drunken forms. I've used Rixu in a few films. This is on Danforth, east of Toronto, in the back of the club. Actually, that club was my club. This is the back of my actual club. Hey, who's talking to you? Julie? 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 Julie?
to me, I used to teach as a hobby because I'm busy with my other business, but I needed to just keep a place three times a week, that's it. People say, how could you pay the rent? I didn't need it to pay the rent or salary. But what it did, it helped keep me in touch with students, keep me in touch with uh, other martial artists and stay in as a practitioner. classic this is parts in shot actually in New York this is shot in my studio actually at the entrance changed it and built the set if you notice the sign on the floor it's the same one in the opening in the early scenes of Tiger class 3 because we use that same studio it was dressed differently on the outside but the floor stayed what it is And my studio was an old 1930 theater. This, ha this tournament was in Hamilton. Army Rizzo, the late Army Rizzo, he passed a couple of years ago, and that's Glenn Kwan just passed, also just passed away. So actually in this film now you see a lot of the old masters and friends passing and walking by, literally everyone. Army Rizzo used to have one of the biggest tournaments size-wise. It's uh, also attracted a lot of people from all over. He's a, he was a credible man. He was a wonderful person. Now, this is shot in my studio in Toronto. This is in Hamilton. This is John Atkinson, great martial artist. That's standing, there you go. Now the guy on the right, if you see him, he's actually a lead in shoot, in, uh, in shoot fighter, yeah, with Bolo. 
So he, he was with me, did a couple of, I put him in a couple of films, but then uh, he moved to LA and he got an agent and he got a couple of lead in two films, but then nothing more. But uh, if you check him out, he's actually, he was a lead film in the Shoot Fighter film. He was actually my Kung Fu teacher in Charlefort and Hungar. And that's Mark Willis just passed behind Cynthia. Mark Willis was the camera, he's the DP that did Black Pearls. in my studio because the tournament was so busy we were not able to do all the dialogue and exterior shots and entrance that's the entrance to the studio Theater. What would Chow be doing here? This could be a school. It's an old movie theater. It's perfect. A good teacher takes on only a small group of students. They will find any available space and use it as long as they can. We're going in. No, we wait here. I'm sure he knows something. I'm going in. When I ask you to stay back, I expect you to listen. Now wait here until someone comes out, and we snap a few pictures. That way nobody sees us, nobody gets suspicious. One thing that many people never put together, actually, if you look at this scene, they are sitting in front of the old Donald's Theater, checking for the killer. And Tiger Claws 3, we have a similar scene in the same location, almost. Slightly different setting, different setup.
That's Ho Chao. He's Sifu Mo Chao's brother. He actually became, you know, a good actor, and he's a very busy actor in Toronto and Vancouver. For a while, he was a go-to guy. This is in the hallway in the offices of my studio. Actually, behind those doors, we had mixing rooms, editing rooms. I still have that box and statue of uh, Master Quan. I have that house. And the pictures of the tiger actually were painted by my art director, Mike. He was very good. The set was built in the inside the, the old theater. This scene, we actually we recorded the scene behind the studio in the parking lot, behind the studio, and that big wall is a studio wall. It's actually, that big wall, studio wall, is a windowless, windowless wall.
Well, private property destruction should be against the law. I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry, guys. I did not mean it. This is down in the studio. That's front of the stage. I took out all the seats of the old theater and turned it. If you'll see in Talons of the Eagle, I actually built the whole casino in that same location. That's Ho Chao. Sifu Mo. This was down the road, you know, down to the boiler room. It was a great place to shoot. It looked f decrepit. Sifu Mo Chao was a natural on screen. He looked great. He delivered his lines. It's impressive. He's a wonderful husband and a father. I actually kept that painting for a while until they had to use it for a different set and they painted the wall. For me, there was a big difference while I was doing this film than doing my first film, Black Pearls. I mean, in Black Pearls, I was learning as I go, although I went to school for production, but it's nothing. It almost never prepares you properly for actual shoot. But by Tiger Claws, it was different during shooting Tiger Claws. I, I knew what to expect. I knew what was out there. It was a little bit stressing sometimes being the producer and being an actor on the same picture. Uh, but it worked out. I had a good crew. Something the matter? 
I mean, look at it now. We spent so much time there. We shot a lot on that boat in the marina. I think we spent the weekend there. Doing scenes between day and night. And looking at Tiger Claws and, let's say, TC-2000, you'll see a big difference in action. Tiger Claws had more of a story going, more of a drama, dialogue. TC-2000 was one action scene after another. Even Talons was a lot more. Tiger Claws was more spaced out. But the distributors, they kept asking more action, more action which to me it killed a little bit of the spiritual martial art which i initially that's what i wanted just some spirituality in the martial art and some you know tell a story about the actual martial art distributors didn't understand it to them it was just give me good action give me fighting fighting and fighting but since they control the money you end up doing it uh, Sometimes it takes away from the actual film. So now we're seeing Bolo a lot more and we're gonna start seeing him more now. And that's me showing off before class, I guess. The nice thing, all of these guys were actual students and friends and co-students of Mo Chao. Your teacher would be proud. 
Tomorrow you will begin your training. Like some, sometimes I felt as I'm going through this, it's a lot more than I expected. All that I wanted really is just to do martial art. So uh, telling the story or the big action, the non-martial art action, were in the way of doing martial arts somehow. <laughs> Theater. I was wondering if you'd come back. Wouldn't miss it. Tonight would be different. You can count on it. Bolo the painter. What a wasted talent. But we'll see enough of him soon. seems like a big dance but all these guys were pretty good guys great martial artists it took a lot for everyone to be where they were
Hocha was very tense. He was a good form guy. I kept this tiger for a long time, that whole mat. Actually, on the other side of that, if you flip it, it has the Black Pearls tournament logo. That when you see Black, the old film Black Pearls, you'll see it was used over the uh, fighting ring that had a moat around it. That's why it's round. So we flipped it here, painted a tiger on it. The next scene was not initially there, but uh, we needed a big action scene outside of the Kung Fu, so it was created, so we have some gunplay. So here we need to make sure that since Cynthia is not in this up and coming scene, we have to find a reason why she's not. Bolo in a strip joint. There we go. When I asked if there were any other tiger clubs, this isn't what I meant. I hope you're not complaining. Besides, I bet she could give you a lesson or two. Like that? I'm trying to remember where did we shoot this? What was the location? Hey, how about that tow truck? Because it was a set that we built. It was not an actual club. 
Actually, it was in my studio, yes. Yeah, that's the stage that you see Mo Chow's on with his drum and the tiger. That's the ch stage that the stripper's on. This bar actually, the bar is built on the wall where the Bolo was painting the uh, the phoenix bird. extension of the stage to the middle that's why
up, James? He came at me with the same pattern, but I need more time. There's no more time. We have to get this guy, James, now. We're not ready. So Spadena Billiard, that's shot in Toronto, but the white shot there was a New York shot. I mean, anyone knows Toronto knows that Spadina is there. That was an actual location we rented. How did he get the police car that way? It's really blocking my <laughs> Cynthia gives the, her famous back kick over the head. Brand. He's talking to police chief. Dale Hildebrand was a line producer. He was first production manager. And so he asked for the credit line producer. That will help his career. So I gave him that. And he was fun. He was a good guy, hard worker, hustler. But he also wanted to be on camera. It's a classical interrogation room shot. Let's see their shadow, see everyone in one shot. 
I think that's that what they call today police brutality, so I don't know if that will pass. Again, this is something that doesn't happen today. Smoking in the office. Police chief or not. But the shot looked cool. Sometimes I like to see where a lot of those actors are today and wish they are somewhere good. It always helps our product. property a Greek guy he started renting for films I think we were one of the first people but after that other productions start coming in from the US and uh, a lot of Hollywood productions coming in uh, he did very well like he bought a bunch of properties there and turned them in and then built big studios but I think he passed away five years ago or so but for a while, he was the king of production locations. Now, see for Mochado in his wonderful forms. Now, for this upcoming scene, it took a lot of thinking how to do the fighting between him and Bolo. And we didn't want something like the regular classic beating each other up. And I think actually Bolo came up with this idea. Let's just sit down and feel each other. It's like, you know, feel my power. It's a little bit, you know, like when Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon at the end Again, it was Bolo himself is not a martial artist. He's more of a bodybuilder. He's fit. He's athletic. He knows how to fight cinema fights. He's done it all his life. But specifically, he's not a martial artist. Yet, uh, I think he said he studied Taekwondo. But he could move beautifully. He has good combinations. He's worked with a lot of stars. He's done a lot of movies. 
so he's the natural We really use the boat quite a bit. Every time we're in different locations, so I think uh, it was a wise location. in his actual domain which is B the bad guy B the powerful evil I mean that water wasn't so clean but he needed to get the feeling of hot and that he's capable to do things Also in the stairwells in the studio also. That building was massive. Great for shooting.
The only problem for me was I had to heat it in the winter. One winter somehow we didn't heat the stage for some reason, I'm not sure why. And pipes burst, we had a flood of water and a whole mess. We lost so many sets and wardrobe and items. We used a lot of candles. <laughs> you know, I don't know why a killer needs so many candles. He's a very spiritual killer, but it looks good. The whole idea was about this, to get the fight going, so when Cynthia gets him later, the fight's continuing. Now we're behind the studio in the back, to the parking lot, and the alleyway. That's more like the alleyway.
Luffers Park Marina. That's the place. Like when I look at these things, I mean, this is shot in 1990 and 91. Actually, 91. I mean, it's a long time ago and it's not that long ago. I mean, it's, we had everything. We didn't feel we missed anything. We didn't have cell phones. We had the huge, big, bulky ones. They all, all they could do is, you know, dial out in limited capacity. But we seemed to have everything we thought we did. saving me but he wanted to get his fight going funny enough when I think about it that film was 20 or 19 years after Enter the Dragon which made Bolo, Bolo famous and at the time we thought Bolo was old but when I saw him and he looked awesome, so that's why I hired him. Today, we are further 30 years, so... It's been 30 years since we did this film, so that means 50 years since he did Enter the Dragon. And I think he was 18 or 19 years old when he did Enter the Dragon. He was a trooper. He actually jumped to the water happily. I remember we asked him, would you do it? He said, yes. It's, uh, I appreciate that commitment. <laughs> now, this is the guy who did all the paintings. He was actually the art director. That's the guy who painted the tigers, the dragons, the phoenix, 
he did the artwork and he wanted to be in the movie so I gave him that role I said are you ready then you'll die that's it and he did a great job he died in a wonderful honorable way This scene was actually going to be shot in the rafters of the studio. But it was perceived to be too dangerous. That might collapse, the ceiling might collapse. So it has very interesting uh, channels and uh, you know, places to walk on there. But um, at the end, the decision was made not to. Now people ask here why we have the jacket. Actually, he rips the jacket off in one of the fights and then pulls it. It just seemed a little bit awkward the way it was pulled and it didn't look good enough. So we ended up without the jacket. And some audience say, well, in one shot there was jacket and there wasn't. We have it on camera, but then the decision was made not to use the bad shot I don't know what happened with it technically to just and just go for directly to this shot. So yes, if you think there is no jacket now, how come? How did he took off the jacket? That's how it is. It was ripped off. The thing is People did not notice it as much in theater. They didn't notice at all when it played, you know, the way it was or on TV because you've seen it once. But now with the playback, it's so easy to go back right away and check it with the DVD and VHS people didn't do it much because it was a hassle to do. But once you started with the remote control and DVD and then now with the streaming, it just became a lot easier. It became a lot easier now to see little mistakes and to replay.
The only thing is, I wish we had more time for that fight. We did it in one afternoon. That fight could have used a whole day or two days to do it, really, to give it justice. We had to rush it through a little bit. And in the edit, I mean, we had multi-cameras, so we shot a lot. But in the edit, we ended up uh, having to make choices how to finish the product. somehow escalated very fast but in the end it works I, I feel I like the film myself from watching it if somebody else did it I, I know I like it it's it's it just it has certain feeling to it and for me it's a favorite film because it's my first film that was successful it's my second film I produced but first one that helped me get a whole multiple picture deal after that so it was it's the reason why I'm still around actually and definitely thanks to everyone from Curtis DDP to Kelly Makin the director to Cynthia my co-star to Bolo, to Sifu Mochao, everyone else that wasn't there. Well, we're cruising Lake Ontario here, just so you know where we are. 